Hey guys, this is Darshan Mackway. This is going to be behind the scenes of a live podcast that we're going to air on Spotify to get things rocking and rolling yet again. So you guys, we have a lot to talk about. Um, we're doing the introduction on YouTube right now. We're going to come up with a great collaboration coming up shortly. So you guys just rock it out with me. Let's listen to the intro and we'll get with it. My dream car happens to be a 13 tundra. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. I'm your host, Darshan Mackway. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate you guys. It is the winter season, and it's crazy winter advisories everywhere, so I hope you guys are safe. Unfortunately, I can't go out there on the roads to do what I typically would do, which would be to deliver most of my merchandise, which is from babyauthors.com and balancecologne.com, but it's okay. We're at home, home studio, different location in the home to just bring you guys some news, some updates, and some topics to talk about on how to promote your business and how to promote your books and how to do collaborations with other people or business entities. So without any further ado, the title of this particular stream is called Lucky You. Uh, it's very fortunate for a lot of people to live out their dreams and their visions and their goals, but it's unfortunate for those of us who don't know how to really obtain it or how to pursue it. So let's talk about some steps on how to pursue your goals. It all depends on what it is, right? So when most people come to me, if they come to me with finances in mind, I kind of pull back from that because money is important. However, implementing the idea, the execution is way, way more important than anything else. Because in order for you to have a, a solid plan or a solid foundation, you need to know how much money you need to obtain and how to spend or manage that money. So let's go into a new endeavor that I'm working on right now. So yesterday we started drafting up uh, a dollhouse, a toy for Anaya's Adventures series, right? So we're going to come out with the Anaya's Adventure dollhouse. And we're going to do it of one of two ways. We're either going to come out with a cardboard, paperboard pop-out or an actual plastic 3D model with the toys. So either one costs a grip, right? We're talking thousands of dollars to just really just to design something simple. But at the same time, we have to write down the plan to execute it perfectly so that you don't overspend or even underspend, you know, and that's a such thing as well, because you could underspend and get something too cheap and flanky, and then it's going to mess up. So in that, I'm having Anaya draft up uh, what she wants the dollhouse to look like and what type of toys she wants to play with. And what I do from there is I finalize the draft, make it a little bit more perfect, if you will. She's only seven years old, so she can kind of sketch, she can draw, but it's not perfect. So once we do that, we look at it and we go, okay, how big is it gonna be? And what type of toys we're gonna have with it? So in that, the plan that we have is a two page plan right, is coming up with the draft and then what company we're going to find to make it. Now, how do we execute it? How do we execute this? In executing it, what we do is we look through every toy manufacturer that wants to do something on the level of white label or private label. Now, it's not going to be a standard toy. It's just that when they offer white label and private label, they're more 
easy going to work with the independent toy maker, which would be us. So we would come up with our own molding, our own design. The reason I tell you to go for people who do who do uh, white label and private label is because they have room to kind of fit you in. And although they would prefer for you to come out with a standard toy, they will give you some wiggle room to come out with your own. So we found a couple companies that can do that. Now, how much does it typically cost? For us, it's going to cost anywhere between $500 to $1,000 um, to come up with a dollhouse. And they have a minimum purchase order of about maybe about 100 dollhouses. And that's either if it's going to be cardboard pop-out paper or an actual 3D model. Now, how much money am I trying to secure from someone else? None. I'm my own bank. I do my own banking. We put the money right back into the company. So when we come up with a fresh idea, we're able to pull that money from the company and then reinvest it into something that's going to make more money. For many of you, what you run into is that you have to grab money from an entity. You have to borrow money from a person. Now, in doing that, here's where it comes in with the business plan. In doing that, when you try to grab money from an outside source instead of your own financial resources, in your business plan, you have to show them that you're going to be able to make that money back for them plus interest. That's what they're looking at. So for me, I got tired of doing that type of stuff anyway. I didn't want to give anybody back any money. I've done it before. It was okay, but at the same time, I just felt like it was a chip on my shoulder and I just didn't want to deal with it. So let's say if you can come up with a two-page plan to borrow $10,000 from someone. Typically be more pages than that because you need to show some projections. But let's say you're really good at your wording and you put in a little graph and you're showing the person that, hey, if you let me borrow or loan me $10,000, I'm going to be able to make your money back within six months to a year. And this is how I'm going to do it. That's what people are looking for. They're looking for the how are you going to do it? And then how do I know you're going to be dependable? So when you use a bank or maybe a venture capitalist, they kind of want to have your credit score up there. Um, and also if they could maybe have you in some type of way, leverage something that you have like your home or maybe a car to show them that if you default on the money that I'm giving you, I can take something from you to compensate what you took from me. So in that you start to realize that, okay, I need to really prove to people that I can help them make their money back because they're doing me a favor, right? I'm the one who don't have the money and I'm asking everybody else. So you find, you figure out a way to make the $10,000 back. And what you would end up doing is saying to them on the notion of, Hey, I'll still be working my regular nine to five job. This is how much money I make. Uh, I will leverage my car. I will leverage my home, but this is how I'm going to make your money back. I plan on, you know, taking a few of those dollars, maybe 2000 or so and doing some you know, Instagram, Facebook, social media marketing. I plan on getting on a few talk shows to kind of bring some attention to it and also bring attention to your company as well by saying that you, you know, helped us get the the, lend, the loan, you lended us some money, and this is what we're doing to kind of bring you in more business. But what they're really going to be looking at is, okay, what are you going to be doing month to month to help pay back this $10,000? And you implement that plan and you tell them straight up from the paperwork that I'm going to do X, Y, and Z from my regular job and from outside sources of us marketing the toy, we're going to be able to make money from that particular loan to give you back your money. 
And that's in most cases, that's how it works uh, for a lot of people anyway. So now that you have the $10,000, what you're going to run into is some snafus, right? You're going to run into, well, you didn't project as well on how many times that when they make the toy, how many times they're going to mess up and not make the toy look the way it's supposed to look, whether that's the size, the, the facial features, the color, and you only have so many tries that's free before the person, the manufacturer says, listen, we have to start charging you for every time we make a mold, we have to charge you an extra, I don't know, maybe 50 or $100. And that can be pretty expensive because you have a budget of $10,000. So lucky you, you run into a podcast like this and you start thinking it through by saying like, hey, let me really take my time and ask all the questions I need to ask up front before I start doing business with you because mistakes are going to happen. There are going to be some times you're going to default on the loan, meaning you're going to be paying late. So you have to pace yourself and really think about your plan to the T. It is possible. It is possible for you to perfect it. But a lot of people rush into it and then you mess up. And the next thing you know, you blew through the money. You don't have a toy. You don't have the product. And now you got to find out a way to pay the money back. And you could have lost your job or your job laid you off on hours or, for example, like this, it's winter season. They're telling people to stay home. You're not working. So if you don't show up to work, you don't make any money. So you have to really pace yourself when you're doing business plans. You have to really take your time and really think it through. There's really no rush. And I know it feels like a rush to you, but there's really no rush because when you rush through things, you will make a lot of mistakes. So for us, what we're doing is we're creating a dollhouse. We're creating some toys. I got Anaya drafting up the dollhouse on how she wants it to look. She's going to hand it over to me. I'm just going to finalize it, fine tune the draft, make it a little bit more legible and, and viewable, if you will. And then we're going to take it to a manufacturer and they're going to show us another mock-up. And then they're going to send it back to us and say, is this what you were talking about? And then we're going to say, yes, we're going to push the green button. It's going to be go season. We're going to bring in the toy buy the minimum uh, order amount for the units and then put it out there to you guys to see how we'll do. Now, I don't know exactly how much it's going to cost me when it comes to the shipping. The shipping is always the, the weirdest part, you know, in doing these type of things. For some strange reason, you can't depend on shipping because with the drivers and the boats, it's just one of those things that's kind of up and down. It's kind of one of those scenarios where it's kind of iffy and you can basically over project on your numbers when you're trying to find out how to do the shipping. So now that you've done that, you sit back, you get on social media and you start telling people how to do it. Right. You start telling people how to do it. You start marketing yourself and you start telling people like, hey, we wrote this children's book. We got this company. We got this product. Maybe you guys should purchase it. Maybe you guys should get into it. Maybe you guys should support us type of deal. So that's where we're at right now. So lucky you. You figured it out. You're getting somewhere. You're doing the best part that you know how. And it's time for you to tell the world about it so people can go research you and buy your product so you can make the money back. So for us, we're trying to make the money back that we put into it. But for you, you have to make the money back and some because you borrowed it. Now, it's nothing wrong with you borrowing money from the bank uh, or taking out a small business loan. 
Um, I would say be cautious when you're doing it from your life insurance, because if you take money from your life insurance, that's money that you're not going to be able to put back into it unless you pay it back. So whatever you take from your life insurance, you got to be very careful. I know a lot of people look at their life insurance policy as a sure way of saying that, hey, when I pass away, I'm going to have the money. But right now, my life insurance is my bank. Be very careful with that. Um, and you have to have your life insurance for, I think, about 10 years before you can start borrowing from yourself anyway. But think about what you're doing, though. When you borrow from yourself and you don't put it back, when it when it is time for you to, you know, be at rest or be at peace, you spent up most of your life insurance and your family's only going to get what was the remainder left over. Now, one thing I'm not for sure about is if they have to start putting the money back into it because you took from it. That's something I haven't necessarily researched fully, but I would think if you're borrowing from yourself and you never put it back, that there is some type of penalty because the the life insurance amount was for, you know, a million dollars or half a million. And if you spent a hundred thousand, then they're probably going to say, well, we can only give your family two hundred thousand because we need to offset something. Or I'm pretty sure I need to find out. But I know you don't get the full five hundred thousand if you took from yourself a hundred thousand and then you passed away. And now it's time for the money to be paid out to your family. I think there's definitely some penalties in there. If I was a business in that endeavor, I would think that there are some penalties. So anyway, so be careful when you're borrowing money from people, when you're borrowing money from venture capitalists and banks and stuff like that, because you do have to put the money back. You know, they want you to put the money back. So what I was going to talk about leading into this was, how lucky am I to have created a children's book with a stylist? That's right. I created a children's book with this stylist. This stylist has made me what I would consider rich. And I did it also from my smartphone. So my stylist and my smartphone got me six children's books and I got them inside of Walmart. And to think... Many people will tell you it takes hundreds of thousands of dollars. You have to have a team of people. And all I had was a stylus and a smartphone. And then, of course, my laptop to write down a story. But for the most part, when it came to drawing the images and taking pictures and cropping them out and then turning those pictures into cartoon characters and then adding chairs and tables and the rainbow, all that stuff came from the smartphone and a stylus. So you're talking to a person who not teaching you how to cut a corner, but teaching you how to cut cost before you start thinking that, hey, I need to go get a one point two million dollar loan and I need to hire all these people. And then you hire the people and they're good talent, but yet they're not doing what they're supposed to do, supposed to, excuse me, because you have nothing to produce. You have the idea, but nothing's in full product. So if you go to. Uh, babyauthors.com, you'll see that on babyauthors.com, what we simply did was took taken our own images and basically made them into cartoon characters. You know, we try to do the best that we can do with our, our skin tone and everything like that and how we look younger at the time and how she's growing up. But for the most part, you'll notice that we did the best that we can do. And when, once we got the books inside of Walmart, it was a green light, you know, it was something 
fantastic. You know, so I consider it to be lucky in a sense. I know a lot of people don't believe in luck. Um, I do. I believe in luck. I believe in blessings. I believe in, in most of it that's positive when it comes to it actually happening for you. And then you can see it and touch it, you know, and the same thing goes for uh, any of my other companies that I had started, you know, Balance Cologne. That was a company that surprisingly, if you want to talk about investments, the total amount of money that I believe I started with Balance Cologne was approximately $250. $250 to have my own cologne. When you hear about people saying it takes 10000 So wait a minute. How is it, if you look it up right now, how is it in today's time that you're telling me it takes $10,000 to start your own men's fragrance or perfume when I did it with $250 and I put the website up showed you the product and if you believed in what i was telling you because i'm actually showing it to you on camera and i'm explaining to you the smell how is it that my 250 dollars beat 10,000? and i started the company in 2018 and it's now 2023 and it's still here so how is it that people are telling you that these companies if you start them it takes you x amount of dollars and I go, well, it didn't take me $10,000 to start a, a men's fragrance line. It took me $250 with registering the name, uh, getting the website, having the uh, inventory, and then telling people about it to make them go to the website to then purchase it. So where did I spend $10,000? And I used to hear this all the time. I used to hear people say this every single time. Every business you start is going to take about $10,000. Well, in today's time with technology, with Shopify and all these e-commerce websites, it doesn't take that amount of money anymore. The most you're probably going to spend is going ahead and getting your service mark, your copyright, your trademark, and getting the business name in order, whether it's going to be S corporation, incorporation, sole proprietorship, limited liability. That's where the money's going to, the bulk of the money is going to come in to secure those things. But as far as like really having a whole bunch of inventory, depending on what your product is or what you're trying to do, it's really not going to cost that much. But a lot of people will tell you it takes $10,000, it takes $100 million, and it takes this and this. And it just depends on what the actual product is. I started my wine company. You want to know how much, I, how much money I spent on that? Zero. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean, Darshan? Well... I spent zero dollars on getting it started. I reached out to a company. I told them I had a good idea. Uh, primarily, I paid maybe about, let's say, $75 to have the prototype sent to me as, uh, as a display. But we signed up an account, and all I have to do is give them the label. Somebody orders it, and then I get $200, and you get a $200 bottle. That didn't take me ten thousand dollars. Didn't take me a million. Technically, took me seventy-five. Not even a website, just the link. Just the link. Using their alcohol license or their liquor license, if you will, under their tutelage, with my name on their bottle. It's two hundred dollars. Ships to you. I receive the money happily ever after. 
So you have to understand that I'm talking from a standpoint of not teaching you how to cut corners. I'm teaching you how to be realistic on what you're doing and what's your approach and how to really execute it and have you exhausted all your options. Are you still digging inside the box to find out if you pulled out everything that you can think of? And in most cases, many of us, we don't. We have a tendency to try and think outside the box when you haven't even completely opened the box, took off, uh, took the tape off the bottom to pack the box away to say, okay, well, this box is done. It's totally empty. Now let me start thinking outside the box and find out what it is that I can do to get what it is that I want. And you have to ask yourself this age old question, who has my money? Who has your money? Not meaning that you're going to take it from them, but who is the person that has the money that you're trying to get? Who are you trying to target it to? Who are Whose attention are you trying to get? Who has your money? And even down to an entity, what bank can cater to what it is that you're trying to do in a specific industry? And that's something you really have to focus on. Who has my money? And I figured it out. I go for people who are wine connoisseurs. I go for people who are fragrance connoisseurs. I go for people who are parents, uh, nieces, I mean, uncles and aunties that have nieces and nephews. So I know who has my money when I come out with a product. So if we're coming out with a dollhouse, a toy dollhouse, who do you think has my money? A parent, right? And how long do you think dollhouses last? When was the first dollhouse that you got for your daughter or your niece? Maybe at the age of three, they still have it up until the age of 12. So that's a lifelong span for a toy to be on a shelf that's very popular. And who's going to buy that toy? A parent, a father, a mother, a godparent, the guardian. And in most cases, the toy doesn't even have to have a backstory. It just needs to look good to the child. We know that the kids can't afford it. So who has my money? Parents, working people. So who am I going to cater it to? I'm going to cater it to them. It's going to be marketed to the child for the aesthetics of the look of it. But the price, the price point is going to be towards the parent, the adult. So if our price point is going to be anywhere between $12.99 to $17.99, that's a decent toy to buy a child. Not too big, not too small, perfect, looks good, looks fantastic. Doesn't have any things in there that the kid can swallow that's going to be, you know, too small. You got to sell. So you have to understand that I do know what I'm talking about. I've been doing this for quite some time. I have the products out there. Go to DarshanMcElroy.com. Check out all the endeavors. But if you're looking to speak to someone about your idea, I can sign a non-disclosure agreement and I can talk to you and tell you that you have a good idea. You have the right approach, but here's a step that you're missing. And sometimes you just need to talk to a person that's a few steps ahead of you. How am I a few steps ahead of you? I'm only a few steps ahead of you because I have a product inside of a store that people go shop at and they purchase it. If you don't have anything like that, then unfortunately, I'm just a step ahead of you. Not to throw it in your face. It's to just let you know that it's a different ball game. Why do you think so many people go to Shark Tank? Why do you think that? It's because those people are a step ahead of them. Why? Because they're the ones that are saying, I have the money that you want. I have the connections and the resources and the exposure. I'm a step ahead of you because you're not there yet. And it's not to say that you're never going to get there. It's just saying that you're just not there right now. 
So if you're talking to a person about business, you might want to just check their business credentials to find out, well, what step are you in this game of life versus me? And I'm just one step, maybe. I technically think I'm about 15 steps, but just for the sake of argument for the, for the podcast, I'm about one step ahead of you because I have 11 products inside of retail stores versus your zero products inside of retail stores, or maybe one. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes down to execution and writing the plan and sticking to the plan. If you don't stick to the plan, you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble because you won't be able to put the money back. You'll be too busy spending it on luxuries, um, your essentials of living, instead of focusing it on the actual business itself or the product itself. So you got to be very careful, again, when you're doing this. But hopefully you're lucky enough to get through to your dreams and your visions and your goals by being persistent, by being ambitious, by being determined and doing enough research to find out what does it take for me to become successful in my mind? Where is it that I want to be? What does success look like for me? Because success for a lot of people is having, you know, a hundred homes or having uh, a billion dollar real estate company or just purchasing a Lamborghini, materialistic things for a lot of people. But success to you may be, hey, I finally got this done. I got the book or I got the business in brick and mortar or I got my food truck or I got my product inside of this area or I finally developed something that's successful. And success is on different levels for a lot of different people. Because we all don't view life the same. We have our own perception of life and what we think that that is. So again, if you want to reach out to me, here's my email. And for Facebook, we're going to tell you what it is. It's wildpodcast at mail.com. So that's W-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at mail.com. Never Gmail. Okay, so reach out to me. Let's talk. I do charge for consultation. It's basically $1 a minute. We'll get you set up. We'll talk to you to find out where you are in life, You know what steps you are in your business. And let's see if we can get you some resources, maybe point you in the right direction. A lot of times you guys have to understand that when people are a step or two ahead of you, they have connections to people that can talk to you and say, hey, um, you need to connect with this manufacturer or you need to reach out to this company because you have this you know, idea and they cater to this, that'll, that'll benefit you some more. And just by you knowing someone, it may not give you a huge discount in price, but they'll treat you with the same respect as they do the other person that introduced you. And that's better than having a cheap price or getting a discount. That's just respect. And then you have good business ethic and then you can move on further in life. So I hope you guys really catch on to what I'm saying. I hope you stay lucky. You know, I hope you stay blessed. But I do believe in luck. I think you're the lucky one. I know I feel like the lucky one because life has been showing me so much favor and so much gratitude. And I'm thankful for it all. You know, but what I have to understand is I'm alive. I have a family and a lot of things that I have in my life. A lot of people cannot obtain, would never obtain because they don't have peace. And yes, there are some days where there's a lot of frustration. 
Yes, there are some days where, you know, in my marriage, there's miscommunication. Yes. And there are some days where me and my daughter don't communicate the way we're supposed to. Yes. But overall, if I was to look at everything and say, well, they told me that life isn't perfect. And if I have a confrontation or a misunderstanding or a lack of communication is the not perfect part, then I think my life is more perfect than you would think. Because we're just here with people. We're just learning how to communicate with each other and how to deal with each other. So it's going to be ups and downs. That's a part of life. And all I can say to you is just never give up on what it is that you're trying to do. You know, keep on trying to be the best version of yourself that you can be and never stop learning on what it is that you want to do for yourself. Always keep on growing. Always keep on learning. Always keep on being as compassionate as you can be, because I believe that life will show you favor in the end. And it's also just better for your spirit and, and your physical well-being anyway. You don't want to be this rough and tough person all the time. You age yourself, you know, take care of yourself, eat the right food, drink plenty of water. You can overdo water, but drink plenty of water. You know, find out what's going on with your body. Find out what's going on with your health. You know, get some sleep. I know you guys are working like really hard and doing overtime, but if the overtime is not really doing it for you and you're kind of still chasing your tail, then overtime isn't what it is. You need to find out what's going on with you and how to double up on your money possibly and figure out what it is that I can stop working overtime, but kind of get something in extra. And sometimes that's just sitting down and writing out your own plan to figure out where do you want your life to go? Anyway, my name is Darshawn McAway. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate you so much. Stay tuned. We have so much more to do. Shout out to everybody on Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all of the podcast platforms. We're out of here. And peace. Thank you.